Dear loving Father in heaven, thank you so much for giving us the privilege of life. We give glory to your name for protection, for security, for the peace we enjoy, for food and clothing and shelter. Blessed be your holy name, O Lord. Dear Father, as we fellowship with you, our desire is that our characters will be transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, we ask that you grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit to help us to rightly divide the word of truth and have a deeper understanding of the things we read. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, and help me, Lord, to speak as the oracles of God and that blessings will flow forth from every word spoken to the edification of your children. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. October 26 A gift of love She had done what she could Mark chapter 14 verse 8 Simon of Bethany was accounted a disciple of Jesus He was one of the few Pharisees who had openly joined Christ's followers he acknowledged Jesus as a teacher and hoped that he might be the Messiah, but he had not accepted him as a savior. His character was not transformed. His principles were unchanged. Simon had been healed of the leprosy and it was this that had drawn him to Jesus. He desired to show his gratitude and at Christ's last visit to Bethany, he made a feast for the Savior and his disciples. At the table, the Savior sat with Simon on one side and Lazarus on the other. Martha served at the table, but Mary was earnestly listening to every word from the lips of Jesus. In his mercy, Jesus had pardoned her sins. He had called forth her beloved brother from the grave and Mary's heart was filled with gratitude. She had heard Jesus speak of his approaching death, and in her deep love and sorrow, she had longed to show him honor. At great personal sacrifice, she had purchased an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very costly, with which to anoint his body. But now, many were declaring that he was about to be crowned king. Her grief was turned to joy and she was eager to be first in honoring her Lord. Breaking her box of ointment, she poured its contents upon the head and feet of Jesus. Then, as she knelt weeping, moistening them with her tears, she wiped his feet with her long flowing hair. Judas looked upon this act with great displeasure. He asked, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? The murmur passed round the table. To what purpose is this waste? Mary heard the words of criticism. 
She was about to shrink away when the voice of her Lord was heard. Let her alone. Why trouble her? Lifting his voice above the murmur of criticism, he said, She had wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me you have not always. She had done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is A Gift of Love. We are looking now at Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Jesus had done a great work in their family. As we looked in the previous devotion at Mary and Martha and the difference in their characters and the need for a devotional life and also an active life like that of Martha. We also look into another aspect of their life today. Jesus had done something beautiful and marvelous in their family. They had become the talk of the town because Lazarus died and was buried for four days and Jesus resurrected him. This was a cause of great joy in Bethany and the news had been going all around down to Jerusalem to the point that when the Pharisees and the chief priests heard it, because of the resurrection of Lazarus, they were planning to kill Lazarus himself because Lazarus' existence was an evidence of the great power of Jesus. The more he lived, the more evidence there was for people to come to meet Jesus and believe on him. Now, great plans were being made to kill Jesus and Jesus himself had said that they were going to kill him. But the people couldn't see how that was going to happen. The resurrection of Lazarus was perhaps the miracle that Jesus did that was more widespread than any other. It was this one that made the Pharisees to finally have a meeting and say, this man has to go. We have to kill him. If not, he's going to take away the people from us. And even they were having a false fear that the Romans will come and take the kingdom from them. But meanwhile, Mary, who had heard about the fact that Jesus was going to die from Jesus' lips, also lost uh, consciousness of that fact because of the amount of people who were claiming that he was going to be made king. At this time, she did something that was beautiful. The Bible says in the book of John 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Then Jesus, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. By the way, the Passover being referred to here is the Passover where he had that last supper with his disciples and was actually uh, uh, taken by the Jews and the next day he was killed. So this is just six days before the crucifixion of Jesus, you may say. Six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. 
and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Youth Instructor, page uh, July 12, 1900, paragraph 11, tells us this about this incident. It says, This incident is full of instruction. The world's Redeemer was nearing the time when he was to give his life for a sinful world. Yet, how little even his disciples realized what was before them. Mary could not reason upon this subject, but by the Holy Spirit's power, she saw in Jesus one who had come to seek and to save the souls that were ready to perish. And she was filled with a pure, holy love for him. The sentiment of her heart was, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? The ointment, costly as it was, expressed but poorly Mary's love for the Savior. End of quote. A reminder, the, the title of our devotion is A Gift of Love. What was it that prompted Mary to do this? It was a love, a pure and holy one. What have you done for love? What will you do for love? You know, think of the times that you have felt a great love for someone and the things it made you do. Perhaps you had to travel on a long and hazardous journey to find or visit the one you love. Some would feel the love so much that they say things like, I don't know, I'll catch a grenade for you, those kind of things. One thing that people do who love each other is that they usually save the best gifts for one another because they seem to have come to a place where whatever they enjoy, they would rather have the ones they love enjoying it than themselves. Look at those who love one another. They do not count it a huge sacrifice to give their best and expensive gifts to those they love. They would even inconvenience themselves so that they can put a smile on the face, the one they lo- on the face of the one they love. Have you experienced sometimes where your mother or your father will give you something you know is very useful and beneficial to them, but out of love for you will choose to give it to you rather than um, use it for themselves. They just forfeit their possessions. The giving of gifts, though it can be abused and used to pervert the judgment of the wise, is still a gesture of love. Let us look at how God showed his own love towards us. Romans 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why is eternal life called a gift? It is because we did not do anything to deserve it. This is what love does. When we love someone strangely, we find ourselves wanting to give them the best gifts. Whatever we have that we think will be beneficial, we keep it for them and will rather have them use it than us. We mark the things that put a smile on their face and then we'll calculate so we can continue to do those things that make them happy. Not necessarily so they can love us, but because we already love them and want to see them happy, we become thoughtful, helpful, and preemptory towards them. We buy things for them even when they did not ask. We perceive their needs because we want the best for them. After perceiving the need, we try to do something to satisfy the need we have perceived. This is the way love is shown and this is the way God showed his love for us. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that mean? In another way it says, For God so loved the world, 
that he was so thoughtful to see that humans, you who are listening personally, me, caring for me personally, I needed life. He was so helpful that he sent his son to the earth and so useful that his son lived a life of total blessing to humanity and offered himself as a sacrifice and I'll say as a gift for our sins that whosoever believes in him whosoever will accept the gift of the death of Jesus will have the gift of eternal life so do you see what love does how about the spouses husband and wife the love of the husband and wife is a fitting example of the love Jesus has for us and we are to have for Jesus a man who loves a woman is willing to go great lengths for her the Bible says that the husband is to love the wife to the point that he is to give the most expensive gift of his life for her. Ephesians 5 reading from verse 25 to 28 says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spots or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Amen. Do you see verse 25 there? Husbands, love your wives also, uh, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So what did Jesus do to show his love? He gave. What did he give? Himself. He gave his life for us. And that was how he showed that he loved us. And that is an example of his love for his wife, which is us, the bride, the church. 1 John 4 verse 10 says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. So God gave us the gift of love. And those who perceive this gift will respond in kind. Love awakens love. We cannot give what we don't have. Unless we receive the love of Jesus shown on the cross, we cannot give love back to him. This is why John said in 1 John 4 verse 19, We love him because he first loved us. So, unless we have received the love of Jesus, we will not respond to it. So, how do we show our love for God? In the same way Mary did. Mary had experienced the love of Jesus in seeing that he loved her family so much that he would take it upon himself to visit them and stay with them and even give them the high privilege of resurrecting her own brother Lazarus. Also, she loved him because her sins were forgiven, but we will talk of this in another devotion. But this incident also happened few days after Jesus resurrected her brother, her brother Lazarus and also few days before his um death and Mary had nothing but pure holy love for Jesus and she decided in that love to give him a gift to express her love. She became thoughtful towards him. She saw his need. She then became helpful. She did something to satisfy that need so therefore she was useful. She anointed the body of Jesus. What am I trying to say? These three things. Thoughtfulness, helpfulness, usefulness towards Jesus is what shows that we love him. She saw his need. How do we know Mary loved Jesus? It is because Jesus never requested that these things be done. She preempted it. She saw the need herself. This showed that she was thinking of him, that she had him in her mind. 
and Jesus accepted the gesture of love from Mary. But what Mary did cannot be faked. It can only be done by one who has received the love of Jesus, who has come to understand the love of Jesus. And the response to this love is that we will love him back and will become interested in the things that make him happy. Our love for Jesus is shown in the way we treat those for whom Christ died. Love for someone makes us to have interest in the things the person has interest in. How many ladies today have merged themselves into their husband's lives because of love? There are those who are uninterested in, for example, let's say sports, football, but because of their husbands, they become sport lovers themselves and join them in their business too. Though this is an unbecoming example, it is nevertheless true that many women do this out of love. But I use this example to show us that if we truly love Jesus, we will make his interest our interest and his cause our cause. This is why Jesus had said to Peter, Peter, lovest thou me? And Peter said yes. And what was it that Jesus told him to show the love? Feed my sheep. That was what Jesus said to Peter. Feed my sheep to show that you love me. The act of Mary in giving the gift to Jesus shows us that we also are to give the gift of love to Jesus. Mary preempted the need of Jesus and satisfied the need. What did Jesus say? She had anointed my body for the burying. So there was a need that Jesus had and Mary did that through the Holy Spirit's influence on her. The act of Mary in giving the gift to Jesus shows us that we also are to give the gift of love to Jesus. She preempted the need. Reading Conflict and Courage, page 305, paragraph 3, we are told she had heard Jesus speak of his approaching death and in her deep love and sorrow, she had longed to show him honor. At great personal sacrifice, she had purchased an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very costly, with which to anoint his body. But now, many were declaring that he was about to be crowned king. End of quote. Jesus was going to be buried and Jesus was going to die. Mary knew and heard of it and she responded to that by purchasing this ointment of spiking out very costly and anointed his body to show him honor. Jesus did not request for it but Mary was thoughtful to realize that even if he didn't request for it, there's something that needs to be done. But she didn't stop at being thoughtful. She did something about it. She exerted herself to the utmost and got this ointment. And after that, she, she then used what she had exerted herself to get on Jesus. This is an example for us. Are there needs Jesus has today? Have you preempted Jesus' need? Are you thoughtful enough about Jesus? Do you think of him and ask yourself, what does Jesus want at this present time? Even though he hasn't called me, even though he hasn't yet told me, can I think of it and satisfy it without him having to come to tell me first? If we love him, we will satisfy those needs too, as Mary did. 1 John 3 verse 16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Jesus gave us the gift of his life, and we should give him our own gift, our lives being included, and also give him, when we say our lives, that is your everything you have. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Give him your strength. 
What does it mean? It means we also have to be filled with the same spirit of love that Jesus had and as we see his need to save perishing man. That's what it means here. It says, lay down our lives for the brethren. If we love him, we will lay down our lives for the brethren. Well, that means that as we see the need of Jesus, how he laid down his own life to save perishing man, we will do all we can to break the alabaster box of our lives to satisfy the need that he has and lay down our lives to save perishing man. Because that is his cause and we are interested in it. Because of the love we have for him, we also join him in his work. This means that we get involved in the things that please Jesus. Like I was saying about wives who would, after marrying their husband, merge their lives into his own, into his business, into the things he loves and make them things they also love many times. I'm not saying that that's what should happen all the time, but you see that it, it does happen out of love. We also are to be interested in the things that make Jesus happy and out of love for him, join him in his course. Reading from Sermons and Talks, Volume 1, page 183, paragraph 4, we are told, Now, let us bring eternity into our reckoning. Let us live for God every day. We do not know at what time our period of life closes and he will come to us saying, give an account of thy stewardship. We each have a work to do. I will tell you when he will come to our world after the gospel of his kingdom has been brought to all parts of the earth and you had better be in a hurry. God help us to be faithful in the discharge of our duty to preach the gospel to all people, tongues and nations, that we may arouse to our God-given responsibilities, that we may divest ourselves of every particle of selfishness, that there may be no money expended in flowers or feathers or in decoration of the body. You cannot afford it. It may be at the cost of a soul. The time that you occupy in self-serving, you want to be seeking to open your Bible to awaken the souls that are perishing around you out of the truth that are ready to die. Christ died that every soul might become a missionary. You need not look upon the ministers. You need not say that they carry the burdens. They do carry the burdens and the reason so many have fallen into the grave is because they carried the burdens that some of you refuse to lift. They carry the burdens that you will not take upon, take upon your soul. If you would before God keep, our, keep your own soul clean, if before God you would cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, your ministers would be where they could go forth and your prayers could follow them like sharp sickles into the harvest field." End of quote. What is this telling us? We are to give ourselves to Jesus as missionaries for him. We read in 1 John chapter 3 verse 16 that this is how we show our love that just as Christ laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That laying down the life for the brethren means that you become a missionary. In other words, like we read, Christ died that every soul might become a missionary. Do you love Jesus? What gift can you give to him? What Jesus is requesting is that you preempt his need. What is his need at this time? He wants the message of the truth to go to all the world. That is when he will come. 
we need to preempt the need of Jesus, just like Mary preempted Jesus' need. She was not; it was not requested of her. Jesus did not say, "Oh, it must only be the people who are ordained to do this work." So also today, it is not just the ministers that should give themselves over to Jesus as a work, as a person for a missionary work to do the work of, like it says here, laying down the lives for the brethren. What does it mean to lay down the life for the brethren? means to join Jesus in his course, to use your own self as a missionary, to bring others into the knowledge of the truth. Continuing the reading, it says, we want to know, brethren, if you are going to make the surrender to God, we want to know if you will consider that everything has been done for you that could do, that the God could do. We want to know if you consider that all heaven, just think of it, all heaven has been poured out to you in one gift with Jesus Christ. When God gave his son, he gave with him the richest treasures of heaven. It is yours if you cooperate with him. He gave all heaven. All heaven he gave in that one gift. All heaven is at our command. All heaven we may claim. End of quote. Do you understand that the gift given to us in Jesus is all heaven given to us then what are we holding back does jesus not deserve your service of love does he not deserve your time and your sacrifice in giving yourself over to him so that when you see perishing souls around you you do something to bring them into the knowledge of the truth that is the need jesus has of you today Of course, he wants us to give our lives to him as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. But then, he also needs us to work for him. Our High Calling, page 13, paragraph 3 says, The Lord God of heaven collected all the riches of the universe and laid them down in order to purchase the peril of lost humanity. The Father gave all his divine resources into the hands of Christ in order that the richest blessings of heaven might be poured out upon a fallen race. God could not express greater love than he has expressed in giving the Son of his bosom to this world. This gift was given to man to convince him that God had left nothing undone that he could do, that there is nothing held in reserve, but that all heaven has been poured out in one vast gift. The present and eternal happiness of man consists in receiving God's love and in keeping God's commandments. End of quote. Will you receive the love and respond to it by giving your life to him, preempting his need and being helpful, useful and thoughtful towards Jesus like Mary was? Will you break the alabaster box of your life for him in working for his service and bringing others into the knowledge of the truth? Remember, Christ died that we all may become missionaries for him. And I pray that we all would consider this, that he who made such a huge huge sacrifice for us deserves nothing less than a huge sacrifice from us too. May the Lord touch our hearts and help us to respond accordingly to this message. Let us pray. Dear Lord in heaven, thank you so much for the gift you gave to us in your Son. We do not respond as we should. Mary perceived it, but we do not perceive it as we should and respond accordingly. Forgive our souls, O Lord, for this. And I pray, Lord, that you will awaken us to the gift that you've given to us in your Son 
and how precious it is that we may respond to it in giving our best gifts to you also. Forgive us for withholding from you and I pray that you will help us to work as missionaries for you also, bringing others into the knowledge of the truth, those who are perishing. Help us, Lord, to do this, O Lord, and take the glory as you do it. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. And my supplications because he has inclined his ear to me. long as I live, the pains of death surrounded me, and the pangs of shoal laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow, then I called upon name of the Lord, oh Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord.
的路。